So today we are continuing the theme of Book Direct with talking about six stages of the Book Direct strategy. Listen in if you want to get independent this year. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. So welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, as ever. Super happy to be here. We're in a heat wave. I was saying two or two weeks ago, just over two weeks ago, I was taking photos of snow on my deck and now we're in a heat wave. This is what I love about Ontario. The mosquitoes are as big as birds and the black fly are in swarms. Just such fun. Such fun. I'm staying home, staying safe indoors at the moment. Doesn't last very long though, so I should be able to get out before very long and begin to enjoy the summer. And it looks like many of our guests may be able to enjoy the summer. We've had our busiest week on record, I think, this last week with bookings. However, our province is not yet opened up for rentals. We are waiting for this Friday, hoping to hear a positive announcement about rentals, but there is still a possibility that we may lose the summer entirely if they decide to shut down rentals altogether. I can't, honestly can't see it happening, but you know, these are uncertain times as we hear very often. A couple of these things I'm I'm really getting tired of. We're all in this together. These are uncertain times. Yeah. there's, There's just a lot of things coming out that being said over and over again, And I think any time in the future, you know, five or 10 years time, somebody says we're all in this together and there's going to be a universal groan about that one. Yes, we know we are all experiencing similar or the same. Actually, it's not so similar now. Some parts of the US seem to be completely back to normal, which seems a little bit odd considering the circumstances. But hey, time will tell. Anyhow, we are, as I say, very, very busy, but I'm also super busy on a couple of projects, uh, one of which is to completely revamp our membership site at Vacation Rental Formula. And we're doing a little bit of a pivot over to more of a book direct focus. And we want to bring absolutely everything that you need in order for you to do your book direct strategy. So that's something I'm really working on hard. And of course, last week I talked with Jason and Mike about book direct about how you go about this, but it was sort of more of a homogenous, I was going to say a homogenous gloop, you know, of information. And what I wanted to do today is break it down and make it more of a process by looking at different stages of the book direct strategy. So you could see them as stages, which sounds a little bit more sequential or, you know, it's, it's just simp- diff- different things that you have to do. And we've separated them out into clear categories. So you can say, okay, this week I'm going to do this one. And then next week I'm going to concentrate on that one. I just think it's, if we do this, it makes it much more easier to grasp because I've heard from a lot of people who are saying, I'd love to do this. I don't know how. I don't know how to go about it. It seems like a lot of work. So today I am joined again by Mike and Jason, and we are going to talk about the six stages of a book direct strategy. So without further ado, let's join Mike and Jason. And you're going to be able to see this on YouTube as well, because we've got the video going. So if if you'd prefer to do YouTube, then away you go. So I am super happy to have with me today, my business partners, Mike Bayer. Good morning, Mike. And Hello, hello. And my business partner, or my other sort of son, Jason Beaton. <laughs> hey, good be morning. A, How's everyone doing? Another sort of son. Is that all right? 
I, I, I kind of feel it's like, like yeah, you don't no, have absolutely. enough. <laughs> is, 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 is it you trying to say that you're regretting not having more? I, I think you're crazy. <laughs> no, I just, I just like this. It's, you know, my eldest son is in Berlin. I don't get to see him. So I see Jason more often than I see my other son. So. <laughs> well, at, at least, at least virtually. You know? uh, the only thing is, Jason, you don't get to insult me. <laughs> <laughs> as, as oh, if you, know. you only knew. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what the mute button's for. Uh, so super happy to have you guys. Yeah, super happy, happy to have you both here with me today. We are just moving on from last week's episode, last week's podcast, where we, we began talking in more depth about the book direct strategy. And I, and I just, in the introduction, which I just completed, I called it a homogenous gloop. <laughs> really, because uh, 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 are we going of uh, of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow here? Are we starting a, a, a new <laughs> no, brand? That, that is goop. This is gloop. <laughs> so, the, uh, sort of. I mean, we just talked in very general terms about book direct. You know, we we covered we did, a yeah. lot of things. However, I had some great feedback on that episode. A lot of people said that they really, really enjoyed it. They were taking copious notes. But one or two came back and said, well, this is all well and good. And I hear all this time about the book direct strategy and why we could do it, why we should do it, but I don't know how. And it just seems like an awful lot of different things. You know, there's a, there's a lot of different components in this, which, which we know, of course. So what I wanted to do today is just begin to break those components out a little and talk about what I'm calling the six stages of, of a book direct strategy. Because you can, I mean, do you agree with me, guys? You can go into book direct at different parts of this process and perhaps pick on one and say, right, I'm going to concentrate on this for this moment. And then maybe next week I'm going to concentrate on another. So I wanted to go through at least the first, what I've defined as the first four stages, and then we'll briefly cover off the last two. So I'm just going to go through them now. So you know what we're going to be talking about. So what I've got is stage one is build the foundation which is a lot of what we covered um, in last week's episode, but we're going to break it out a little bit more today. Secondly is more about marketing. It's called Evolve Your Brand. And Mike and Jason, you're going to have a bit of a talk about the course you're currently promoting at the moment because uh, that, that really covers off a lot of this stage two. Then the third stage is establish your business, which is more about the operational side of it, managing the reservations, doing the financial stuff, which for some people is, is really exciting for me. That's a sort of the boring bit that I, I'd want somebody else to take over for me. Then four, I'm calling heighten the experience because it's about the guest, the end-to-end guest experience. And I, it's about being there at every stage of the, the guest journey. And I'm calling it from dreaming there to being there. And then the other two stages are more for uh, growing property managers wanting to move on to the next level. Because although this, the stages one to four are very relevant for both independent hosts, people who have one property, just as relevant for people that have 20 properties or more. But those last two stages are about growing the business, about actually managing other people's properties. And then finally, the last stage is, is building the team. Now, you may want to build your team when you only have one property, but it is more likely you're going to have more properties before you start building a team. So that's the way we're, we're looking at it. And I'm going to bring Mike and Jason in to share some of their experiences, to share some of their thoughts as we very briefly go through these first four stages. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, yeah that's exactly uh, kind of what we've talked about before. Perfect. So am I just rehashing the same old, same old? No, no, no. I, I think I think what what Jason means is you know there's elements of this that we covered uh, last week, and as you say, well, we'll go into more detail. Yeah. And I think you know we're looking at more of the broader business. Great. So I was just thinking about when I was writing some notes before we started recording this. I, I was thinking about what people would be thinking. You know, what you guys sitting at home, whatever you're doing, if you're if you're out on a hike or or whatever, what are you thinking about what you do now? You know, maybe you just list on one platform and this is what many people start off doing. They might be just so pro Airbnb. And you know if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know I encourage you not to put all your eggs in one basket. We don't know what's gonna happen with Airbnb. If there is another wave of this virus, 
you know, the second second wave might just kill it off. We don't know. So where are you now? You may just be listing on one platform. You might have listings on more than one platform and you just manually and you, you update the calendars or you use a challenge channel manager to coordinate bookings, but you don't have your own home to put your property or properties. But you might have a website and have all your bookings go through the OTAs, which you've heard us say that that is really not a great thing to be doing. Because really, what's the point of having your own website if you're sending people away? Or you perhaps have a hybrid business. Our business, and you guys know my business inside and out, it's a hybrid business. We are 75% direct. So we have 75% of our bookings come in via independent listing sites and they're repeat guests. And 25% come in from the OTAs. So our goal, though, is to become 100% book direct within the next year year. What do you think? Do you think that is feasible? Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, anybody who's listening, who, who, who might be thinking, oh my goodness, that, that seems like such a, a stretch for me. Just, just recognize it, that it's a gradual process to get to that point. I mean, and Heather's company has been around for a while and we've been putting a lot of effort over many years into transitioning to, you know, this kind of level of, of direct bookings. So, you know, no matter where you are, um, you can get there and, you know, we'll cover today. We'll, we'll help you get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. So, so does any of this frustrate you? Airbnb changing its tactics daily. And we know we've, we've all been talking about, you know, we're in a period of uncertainty. And I was saying in the introduction that uh, a couple of these phrases are beginning to get really, really old. Like we're all in this together and we're in a period of uncertainty. You know, it's like, it's, it's an excuse. It seems an excuse, but what Airbnb have been doing, you know, initially allowing guests to cancel outright without any other options. You've been penalized for wanting control over who rents your property or properties. Perhaps you're not receiving funds in a timely fashion. I've been hearing lots of stories about delayed payments from VRBO, which is a little bit scary, I think. You know, people are waiting four weeks after a, after a booking to get a payment. Being at the whim of changing algorithms and just being told, oh, yes, it's, it's a change in algorithm. That's why you're not appearing at the top of a search. And, of course, being referred to as an Airbnb. It was really interesting, Mike. I, I meant to mention this to you yesterday. I was on a fantastic training program with James Wedmore, who is my marketing guru of, of choice right at this moment. I, I love everything that James Wedmore does, except he lives in Sedona and he has just bought two properties or one property that he's and, and in the process of buying another one. And he talks constantly about these Airbnbs. So he's defining his properties as an Airbnb. And in the, in the course I was on, which was in fact a course on designing courses, he was showing an example of a course that he, a couple of courses that he was taking about being an Airbnb. And, and I thought, you are, you are the person that I need to convert, convert over to the fact that you don't, you're not an Airbnb. You are the owner of a unique and wonderful property that people are going to come and want to recognize you and your brand. So does all this frustrate you? And would you like more independence? And what would it give you? I mean, to me, independence gives us greater control. It gives me the ability to screen my guests. And we still do this after all this time. We might take an instant booking, but we still then go on and screen the guests. And it gives us more flexibility on cancellation policies. I don't want to give that away. And of course, better relationships with guests who then become our ambassadors. What are you hearing, Mike and Jason, from your clients, your marketing clients, about why they are registering for your program for start? From the conversation we've had, most of it really centers around um, getting it's either a getting started completely from brand new, you know, they're, they're, they're on an, um, an Airbnb or VRBO. They're, they're on a OTA right now, hundred percent. So the, it's, it's typically folks just getting started. How, how do I get started on this path? And then you have on the other end of the spectrum, um, the other group uh, of folks we've been talking to, have, they've been doing that game for a while. They, they have a PMS, a property management system that can do direct bookings, um, but they're they're set up. They're just work, trying to get the conversion process done now for to go from a twenty five percent to say a fifty percent, you know, direct booking. Something to that effect. What do you think, Mike? 
Yeah, and I think you know a lot of people are just talking about the wanting to have the control of their business. That's something that we we're marketing a lot with the the vacation marketing 2.0 program. Is you know the number one benefit of learning digital marketing and, and creating a digital marketing strategy for your business is that you will have you know the ability to have control, and I think that is a huge thing. Not realizing, as you just said, Heather, it, you know we have people who are actually referring to their own business as an Airbnb. You know, that is a fascinating look into the psyche of the brand creation behind Airbnb and how, you know, as a uh, as a as the traveling public and as well as ourselves, we, we have been indoctrinated into this belief that to rent out your properties is now having an Airbnb. And the fact that right now within this, we may see the end of Airbnb um, as a possibility if we have another wave or this last you know, longer than a year. And we're already starting to see Airbnb pivot away from vacation rentals and, and really focus on experiences. Now, I think uh, Heather, you mentioned that they're into dating now, dating sites. So yeah, I mean, it, it's th- this reliance on this one behemoth of a company. I think, you know, I'm hearing a lot of people just saying well, they just want to have control of their business. They don't want to be directed by somebody else in terms of how they should run their business. So I think that's that's that plays a big part into focusing on this uh, di- book direct strategy. There's a caveat here that it's not for everyone. If you're 80% happy with the way it's going now, you know, why why not stick with with what you're used to? I'm not in the market for converting anybody that is saying, "Well, you know, I'm already getting all my bookings in via Airbnb." or via VRBO, and I'm very happy with that, and, and that is absolutely fine. So this is really more if you if you really do want to take control. But I'd, I'd like to just go in very, very briefly to the beliefs about becoming more independent, you know, because I know this is what I'm hearing. It's too much work. My guests aren't, don't trust me. They don't trust individual owners because they've drunk the Kool-Aid about, you know, how safe it is to stay with the OTAs. I don't know how to manage my listings on multiple sites. I don't know how to get traffic to my website. I mean, this is something that we've discussed at length. I have no way of collecting money. Sometimes people get buy-in so much to those beliefs that they're not able to counter them. And that's what I want to cover off, um, you know, just as we go through this is to look at some of those beliefs at different stages and the actions that people need to take to create a great business. So this is very action-oriented, what we're going to be covering here and hopefully you'll come away with some some really uh, key things that you can go do today and they'll just take you to that next level so number 1 building the foundation and i know we did, did discover this uh, covered this a little bit last week we've uh, we have talked about mindset in in the past you know having a business mindset it's one thing to to come along and post a listing on Airbnb and then perhaps get somebody to come in and do your changeovers and all you need to do is sit back and collect the money. That is not the sort of business mindset I'm talking about here. That that maybe is an investment mindset, but it is not a, you know, I'm working this business as a successful property manager. And you can be a property manager with only one property because you're managing that property. Can we just, just stop on that that subject for a little bit? Something that I think is really important, I think there's, you just mentioned that you, you can have the investor mindset and you can have the business. I, I think maybe instead of the term business, I think maybe the customer-focused mindset. Because as the investor, as you said, you, you just want to you know invest your money in a property and you know, you, you're you essentially having somebody else pay your rent. Um, and that's that's really all those investors are looking for. They just want that property, property to pay for itself, a little bit of profit. People with a customer business mindset, they're focused on the managing the guest experience, making sure that that guest has such an incredible state, they're going to come back to perpetuate the the growth of that customer base. They're looking to not just maximize the seat in that one property, but then use that customer base to build a business. So essentially, you know, you're using in the two mindsets, one of them, you're using customers to help build business. On the other, you're just using real estate to build your business. They can be married together, but I think it's very important, you know, if you know what we're talking about here with Book Direct is you want to be more customer focused. Yeah, absolutely. And and mindset in the introduction I was talking about the way we're sort of pivoting a little bit with our, our membership site and talk we're going to be talking much more on these stages of the book direct process. And we cover mindset uh, a lot 
a lot more um, by having you sort of clearly establish what your mindset is and whether you're going in the right direction. Now, the second part of this is personas. Uh, and I know that you deal with this in your uh, Vacation Rental Marketing 2.0. Do you want to just, um, I'm going to pass that one over to you just to talk about why personas are so important. Yeah, well, ironically, because you teach that course in, in the first module, <laughs> I can definitely have this one. <laughs> Do I? Uh, when <laughs> yes. you, when, whenever you're creating a any kind of marketing plan, the entire plan is focused on the ideal person that you're looking to, you know, take action on whatever your plan is. And this is that goes for any business, not just vacation rental. So in, in our case, you want to be able to define your persona or avatar. Those two words can be used interchangeably. You want to be able to define your persona as your ideal guest. And it's not necessarily you know who you want to come stay at your property but it's, it's who is more likely to come stay at your property based on size of property vacation destination what you know what the vacation destination is known for that's going to give you some of the insight into defining you know, who that person and when i say the exact person you know the, the vacation rental marketing point over course we have and actually this person a name I mean, we're, we're talking a name, an age, what their family is, what their occupations are, what their likes are, what they dislike. All of those things play into how you're going to build your entire marketing strategy from branding all the way through to copywriting your emails. If you are always focused on addressing that one single person and making sure you're trying to get across is going to be focused on that one person, that's going to really help build your you're going to be very identifiable. So, you know, if you're very focused on attracting families with kids, all of your brand messaging, all of your emails, all of your imagery is going to be related to that. If you're focused on pets, you're fo- focused on a persona who is a pet owner. And that is... All that stuff, your logo, your, your videos. Uh, I, I just wanted to give the example of Maria Barbara Lamb. I, I, I bring this up over and over again because I remember talking to Maria on a podcast about, it was about two years ago and she had a property up in uh, New Brunswick and in a very small village. And she found her persona because, and she identified her persona because of the inquiries she was getting. And she found that she was getting so many inquiries from a certain part of Ohio and people were asking about, are there any quilting shops in this area of where, where her town was? And she realized that, uh, that there was a Facebook group for Ohio quilters. And they identified that there was a quilting store in this little town that was renowned for, I don't know, I don't know what fires quilters up, but it was, it was a renowned store. Um, and so she figured out from that that her persona, the ones she wanted to attract, were ladies in their 50s and above who were quilters and who came from Ohio and she was able to target those really specifically filled up her rental with that target group so that is you know it it, to to me that is just such a great example so you can be sort of broader like pet owners or people who like outdoor activities or you can focus down and come down to kayakers triathletes ladies who quilt from Ohio. So it's really important that, uh, you know, you, you take some time and look at who your persona is, who the, demo, the, the, the target demographic is. Another part of building the foundation that I'm really strong on is doing a SWOT analysis. And if you've been in the corporate environment at any point in your career, you'll know what a SWOT analysis is. It's, it's an analysis of the strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats of your business and of the location. It looks at in, in, um, the external and internal impacts on your business. And in Vacation Rental Formula, uh, I'm creating a, a short course on how to do a SWOT analysis. You can go onto Google and, and Google it, but I want to make this very focused on our business so you can see how to do that what it do, what doing a SWOT analysis does is identify things that particularly in the weaknesses that you need to shore up and then in terms of opportunities and threats which are external to your business you know what's happening in the outside world um, a threat of course at the moment is coronavirus 
that is something that is threatening your business. We know about that, but it, once you start exploring this, you might be able to uncover other threats that might be happening. I mean, competition in the area, growing competition, construction, local construction could be a threat. So we, we look at all those different things. So definitely take a look, Google SWOT analysis, and, uh, and you could do it by yourself. You need to understand the inbound tourism demographic, understand who is coming into your area. And this is a really good time to do it because different people are going to be coming to your area than, than you were used to. If you were used to international traffic, maybe you've got more of a domestic market now. So you need to be doing that research into inbound tourism. And of course, goal setting is part of how you build your foundation. So this is stage one. This is about your mindset, about personas, about doing a SWOT analysis, understanding the inbound tourism market, and then making sure you have your goal setting really out there. Can you think of anything else, guys, that would be would come under that foundational building topic? That pretty much covers most of the base. I think what's just really important is as a business owner, you know, especially if you're listening to this podcast, a lot of those foundational topics may seem a little soft. Um, they may seem like things that you you know you you'll just move past. It's fine, you know. I, I, they're in the back of my mind, but you need to really take an hour, two hours a day, and sit down and really go through those points because they are foundational. And then you make sure your thinking is focused on those things. That, you know, the mindset, the personas, your SWOT analysis, how you understand your inbound tourism, and 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 then focusing on your goals based on all of those factors. Just please take the time. That's so important to uh, to give you the direction. I would say that anybody who is, who is doing this, looking to this now, you should do a reset and go back to say, maybe you think I know all this, but I think this is a great opportunity to go back to the beginning because if you look at it, your persona may have changed. Inbound tourism demographics may have changed. The um, opportunities and threats out there may have changed. So if you've done this in the past, it may not be the same now. So I, I just, just like Mike said, I'd strongly recommend go back to the beginning and do a, a reset of the foundation of your business. And if you're just starting out, then this is such a great task to get out of the way, first of all. So that's stage one called building the foundation. The second stage, evolving your brand. And we talked about I talk about evolving and not creating your brand because I expect that most of you thinking about doing this already have some form of brand already in place. And it's about growing that brand, doing something that's beyond where you are now. And this is a lot of what um, Mike and Jason are current uh, covering currently in Vacation Rental Marketing 2.0, you know, building a website, growing a list, identifying the best social media platforms, my big thing at the moment is on creating the content. I've got a great podcast guest coming up in the next couple of weeks called Kim Doyle, and she is going to be talking specifically about how you take a piece of content and can explode it into a dozen different directions. Um, she, she has a, a really good tool that I just bought into called um, Content Creators. And, and I'm going to be sharing that with you when I talk to Kim in a, in a, in a week or two. Um, but it's all about being the face of your brand. Jason, what do you want to add or say about this stage? Yeah. So, I mean, when, when you really talk about branding in general, um, at, a, at a high level, branding is marketing. Marketing is branding. You know, it's, it's increasing that mind share inside of the, or the term called mind share inside your, your guest head. So, you know, if they think as they start looking for a vacation rental or a vacation, they think of your place. That's what marketing and branding is. And that's, that's really where we, we have to, in, in this course specifically that we're talking about. Not only do we do go through a lot of the personas and the foundations, but we also show you how to start increasing your marketing. So building your website, growing your email list, because that email list is critical to the growth of your business in the long term. Because no matter what situation you, you may find yourself in, you have an opportunity to, to communicate with, with current guests, past guests, and future guests uh, through, through an email list. 
And then not just marketing from an email perspective, but also covering, um, as you were just saying, Heather, about taking a piece of content and, and spreading it throughout your social media platforms to bring everyone back to your website for you know news, information, or to make a booking. So um, all, all those are part of evolving your brand and, and Throughout this course that Mike and I have been talking about, we kind of hold your hand and walk you through um, from step zero all the way through some of the advanced marketing techniques that we use for Vacation Rental Formula and uh, that the big boys use, you know, the big OTAs. They use the exact same techniques. So, yeah, we will have you, have you covered. Excellent. And I've, I've had a number of people, um, you know, asking me about, about this particular part of it. You know, how do I... How do I create a website? And I, you know, Jason, I went, I've been tr- going through this for years and years. Should I learn WordPress myself? And, and I have bought into a dozen different WordPress courses and, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've learned some basic skills. So it's just important well, to, ab- yeah, ab- that's, to that's establish great, what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. That, that's a great point. You know, in your situation, You've got 200 properties. You, you, you obviously are the face of your brand, but do you really need to know WordPress in your particular situation? Probably not. I would think someone on your team would do that for you. But if you are a, uh, you know, if, if you're a, a solo owner or if you are the only person, then yeah, absolutely. You do, you do want to invest the time in WordPress for sure. Yeah. Or, or hire a VA or somebody who can do those WordPress tasks. Just, you know, learn the basics. Learn the basics of, um, you know, once you've got your WordPress site set up, learn the basics of how to post a blog. Something that Jason and I are working Absolutely. on right now is uh, we, we've been working with like Jason Sugar from a company called Sugar Web, and, and we, we will be doing a lot of promoting of, of his business and his product. Um, we've been using him to help us with some of our clients within the Big Kahuna service uh, to help create websites. Um, and w- we've been discussing with him, you know, some of the you know the big challenges that that, that you know individual vacation rental owners, you know, you know, individual property, small business you know, up to the first five properties, the struggle that they have in terms of trying to balance budget with need is very challenging, especially when it comes to the digital space, because it seems like uh, there's this endless, you know, you can blow your budget very, very quickly on all kinds of things. Um, But the website is just so important. It's foundational. Like it's the hub of your business. It's where you're sending all of your traffic. That's how you're collecting your leads. It's how you know, it's the lifeblood of your business. So we're working with him to actually come up with a subscription program where you can, you know, basically buy a platform from him and, and you know, and have him as a support team on a subscription basis. And we'll have more of this. Um, we hope to interview him in the next few weeks uh, and get him on the podcast. because so he's got some very, very good insights in terms of some of the simple things that you can do on a website to make it much more traffic friendly. It's going to cause people to engage a lot more on the site. But that's, I would highly recommend, you know, if you are an individual owner, try and find somebody, try and find your web guy, girl. And you can do that. You can, you can head over to Upwork. Uh, you can head over to Fiverr. Um, and those are, those, are, uh, those are websites where you can actually find, you know, very highly trained VAs who essentially can can be your your go-to person will know your website inside now. I think it's very important to begin to let go of some of the technical aspects, but in time foundational knowledge of you know how to post a blog post, how to change an image, how to change a piece of text, um, because that's where your budget can kind of really fall fall apart when you're, you're doing mm-hmm. um, getting your, your your VA to do those little bits and pieces. Yeah, that's a great input. Thank you for that. So uh, moving right along. So I'm on to stage three. Now, um, establishing the business. So this is about the business stuff could seem a little bit boring to some, but you have to do it. It's about the managing reservations, uh, understanding property management systems and what they're out there to do. And of course, your financial management. Uh, It's what the OTAs often do for you. It's what they do for people that are are solely on Airbnb or VRBO, but you, you're just not in charge. You're not in charge. You know, if, and if you want to be, you've got to learn the business model really that, that they're using, but there's so much out there to help you. There's so many resources. I'd like to add in Mike on this episode, that resource sheet we did for the webinar for host. If you remember that one, Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. Might remember yeah, absolutely. That one. So 
Yes, I do remember that one. So, yes, if you head to the show notes for this episode, uh, just head over to vacationformula.com. This is episode 339. Um, So just look for that. And uh, in the the bottom of the show notes, there'll be a link to that resource. Yeah. And what I did was just, I mean, it's it's not um, sophisticated, but it is a list of some of the resources that I know and love. And as you know, uh, over the past sort of six years, six, seven years of doing this podcast, I never ever recommend something that I haven't used or Mike and Jason haven't used. We don't get paid for promoting any of these. We might possibly get an affiliate, a very small affiliate fee if you go and use that, um, you know, purchase that product. But we only promote things that we we know and love. So yeah, head on over to the show notes and, and pick up that resource sheet. So the reason people use OTAs is because it's easy. So you have to create that environment when you're establishing your business to make it easy for your, just as easy for your guests to use you as it is to use the OTA. And that means making it easy for them to book instantly. You've got to have seamless operations and they've got to be underpinned by sound financial management. So your tasks here, if you haven't done this, is to review and demo some property management systems to formulate your forecasts and budgets for a year, for five years, for 10 years even. And one thing I've added in here should always be there at the back of your mind is create an emergency plan. I did a webinar and actually did a a session on creating emergency plans at VRSS. The very first VRSS we did, I did a session on emergency planning. It was very poorly attended because most people think it's not worthwhile. In that emergency planning session, I had something about pandemics. And it was a sort of, you know, when you're doing your emergency planning, think about the the most bizarre thing that might happen, like a pandemic. And now it's uh, here we are. But we actually had plans in place because we had thought about pandemics. So they weren't as comprehensive as I would have liked in, in retrospect, we had no, you know, it's a bit tough doing an emergency plan if you've never experienced something, but now once it's experienced, you can go ahead and have that emergency plan written in to your procedures for future years. And I know that people who deal with hurricanes and forest fires and tornadoes on a regular basis have emergency plans built in. So they know exactly what to do should one of these occur. So that's part of establishing the business. Any comments on that one? No, I think, you know, when you're looking at emergency planning, uh, you know, we, 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 we did talk about this a lot last year. It, we, it was really, you know, a, a hot button topic that we, we felt was important. And you're right. We did include pandemics in there. You, you know, look at the Australian wildfires. We, we, had, we had clients in Australia whose businesses were shut down because of the wildfires. Um, you know, w- when you are establishing a business, you have to have control of your business. You know, it's the whole point of this book direct thing. You want to know, you know, from your SWOT analysis, what's going to be your threats and, and, you know, part of your emergency plans to take care of those threats. So, yes, I think that's uh, in hindsight, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things we'll, we'll obviously be listing top of the list now. Pandemic. <laughs> when the world shuts down, what happens to your business? But the whole thing about establishing yeah, a business well, is, and, and, you know, sorry, go on, Jason. There's always a quote um, that, that I go back to, and I always forget who it is, but it's basically, you know, when, when you look at a situation, the plans themselves may go out the window and, and the plans themselves mean nothing, but the planning experience going through those different scenarios in your head is invaluable. You ha- definitely have stuff on paper. The real life situation may change, but just going through that process, making those plans, putting them on paper, that in itself is going to help better prepare you for anything that does happen. That was actually a Dwight D. Eisenhower quote. I, I, thought, I thought it was like, but I couldn't remember for sure. And of course, I, I completely butchered the real quote, but you know, the <laughs> meaning is still there. Plans are nothing. Planning is everything. Yeah. Uh, and I've had a number of conversations with property managers, f- particularly in Florida and down on the Gulf Coast and maybe you know up, up the eastern seaboard that had hurricane plans in place or they had red tide plans in place. And they were able to pivot to a certain degree over to the pandemic because they had plans if things were shut down. Not, of course, to the degree that we've had, but this was... For them, it was invaluable to have gone through the exercise. So that's part of establishing the business. 
it's it's an absolutely essential essential part of or essential stage in creating a book direct strategy but take it out separate it out write down all the different things that come into that part of the book direct strategy and it does help to organize your your thoughts so going into number 4 which we've called heighten the experience and i said heighten the experience because just like evolving your brand you've already got a brand probably hopefully for heightening the experience you've already got your a handle on the guest experience but a lot of this has been taken up by the otas so now you need to just hone that experience because your expertise in it is going to be in greater demand now because you just have to create the best experience for your guests because you what you want them to do is have the most amazing time tell all their friends become the ambassador for you so this means you've got to dis- define your experience flow so what's that it's it's about being there at every stage of the guest journey from and I love I I coined this I think I'm going to trademark it from dreaming there to being there probably somebody I love that yeah that's great so you (laughs) so you want to take control over their dreams at the very outset and have them going all the way through to actually experiencing that dream so I'm doing a session, in fact, for the Book Direct show, which you'll be hearing a little bit more about in the, uh, in the, in the upcoming weeks. It's a virtual uh, online conference that's being held at the end of September. And it is all about Book Direct. And one of my sessions there is about dreaming there to being there. So just think about it. And then it's also about defining your guest guides, your email sequences, everything that is going to to heighten that guest experience have them rem- so it's taking the evolve your brand and then actually doing the practical stuff to make it good for your guests just talking about designing your guest guides i know heather is um, um works with quite a lot with touch day and we look at um, all kinds of different experiences for guests when they arrive at a property when it comes to you know providing information uh, whether it be the house um, instructions. And you notice I use the term house instructions rather than house rules. Uh, we're trying to, again, give, give our guests the best possible experience. We don't want to be tying them down with rules. Um, I've, uh, I'm, I'm currently trialing a new product called a guest view guide. Check out guestviewguide.com or head across the show notes and, and there'll be a link there. And this is a beautiful picture frame that hangs on the wall. And it's basically, it's a touch screen display to show all the information for your property. So we're really excited to test this out. Um, we're actually just trying to figure out one of Heather's properties we can use this in and you know, get some good feedback because I think this is, you know, it's a really heightened level of experience when they walk in and they see this, this amazing touchscreen display on the wall and it will put your property in in the next level. That's, that's a key component that they will remember from staying there is, is something as simple as that. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Guest View Guide another day. Excellent. Can't wait to start to start using that. So that's the first four stages then, which is building the foundation, evolving the brand, heightening the experience, and I missed one. Establishing the business and then heightening the experience. Yes. (laughs) So those stages, building the foundation, evolving your brand, establish the business, and heighten the experience. Those four are essential for every single person in this industry, whether you've got one property or 2,000 properties. So... I think it's a good point in time for you to go back and reset all of these and go back, relook at them, reevaluate where you are at each stage. But I, I'm, I hope that you, you like this, this idea of actually breaking this out. So rather than saying, hey, just go and do more direct booking, think about it in these four different stages. Then we do have the, the fifth and sixth stage, growing your business, which is about more about owner acquisition and managing other other people's properties. We're going to come back at another time and talk about that. You could go and re-listen to the episode I did with Brooke Fouts, the founder of Vintori, because we talked about exactly that, how you go out and um, acquire more owners. And then finally, number six, building the team. 
And that is, it's all about bringing in or hiring the support staff that's going to take your business to the next growth level. Check the show notes. Uh, we'll have that episode uh, linked to uh, the one with Brooke uh, Fout. I can never pronounce his last name. Fouts. With Brooke Fouts. Uh, and also we have an episode with, uh, I can't remember her name, but for um, HR for VR, um, where we uh, talk about growing a team. Absolutely. That's Sue Jones from HR for VR. Thanks, Mike. We'll, we will have those on the show notes too. So, so there we are. This is, uh, you know, Vacation Rental Formula was founded really on a roadmap, which took us through, in fact, 10 steps. And what I've tried to do is bring it down into something a little bit more manageable. The content uh, of Vacation Rental Formula is going to remain just as comprehensive it will just be a little bit more structured in in the way that we've we've separated out the component parts of the book direct strategy. Yay? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're meant to jump in there. We don't have these long silences. So that's me sort of done for today. But I want to hand it over to you because I know you guys are still promoting um, vacation rental marketing 2.0. So. Let's hear from uh, from you on that one. Yeah, it's been a super busy week. Uh, on Monday, we had our session really walking everybody through uh, the the fourth step or the fourth part of our four-part training series. Uh, if you have not had the chance to, to view that, you can head across to vacationrentalformula.com forward slash VRM20 uh, or head across to the show notes and, and you'll be able to find a link there as well. Um, so what we covered um, over those four sessions is, first of all, um, you know, when you're looking at the the, the book direct, or, and this is on marketing. So what, what we covered today in this episode was, was really your entire... But with the marketing focus, um, we really looked at, uh, you know, initially, what is the problem what what is it that is is um, holding you back from moving away from the OTAs and becoming closer to being uh, the the term we used a few years ago is listing site independent or becoming more uh, self-reliant so that's the, the first session the second session we walk you through what the problems are um, what are the uh, the roadblocks that get in your way um, and then we talk about the solution um, what, what it is that, that we can provide within vacation rental marketing 2.0 um, and essentially uh, you know what this comes down to is, is this is a, a program you should add. we want everybody in the vacation rental industry to do so what we have done is we have created um, several different price points and you have to go across and, and check out uh, you know how much this is going to cost because you're going to be shocked at the options we have have um, there really is no barrier to entry here. Uh, we really want you to to go across to the sales page, have a look at all the information that's available to you about what's included in the course, and then just sign up. And I think you, you're going to see this huge value in in the information we provide over these seven to eight weeks. This is going to be the third launch we've done from this. So we've done some refining. Um, and as we do the live training week by week um, with the registrants, we will be, you know, putting a large emphasis on how COVID-19 and this pandemic has has impacted our businesses and how you can leverage the knowledge in this course to help you come out stronger. Uh, and not only come out stronger, but, but more resilient and future-proof yourself for upcoming issues. And that could be you know, we talked about in this session, it could be fires, it could be floods, could be any number of, of catastrophic disasters, earthquakes, all these things that, you know, external influences on your business. But if you take control of your business where you're not being managed, or I should be, you know, handcuffed to the online travel agencies, if, if you are, you know, remove those handcuffs, so you have the ability to make your own decisions um, and, and choose how to operate your business. I think that's going to be hugely valuable to you. Um, so head across to the show notes. Um, you can also head across to vacationrentalformula.com forward slash VRM20, and that will send you to all the information that you're going to need. Hey, that is fantastic, Mike. And I uh, just want to thank you and Jason for, for joining me today. Always an absolute pleasure. I wish we were in the same room, but it's, a, it's as near as we get. Always a pleasure to be in the same Zoom room. So there you are. There you are. The four stages of the book direct strategy. You're going to be hearing a lot about this, but we're now, I'm now going to start unpacking it, unpacking different parts of it. So I'll be talking to Kim Doyle about content creation. I'll be talking to somebody about WordPress 
websites and other methods of building your own website. I'm going to be talking to somebody about how to review and demo a property management system. So for each of these actions in each of the stages, we're going to be begin fleshing this out. And when we relaunch the Vacation Rental Formula membership site and, and you join us there, which we'd love you to, we are going to have all this content readily available in in a whole wide range of different media. So we have video, we'll have audio, we'll have text, we'll have graphics and diagrams and YouTube videos. So, you know, we, we, we really are building a tremendous resource at the moment. And hopefully when we get that launched, you will come and join us. Those of you who are already members of Vacation Rental Formula will be just moved over to all the new material and uh, and you just get that that as part of your membership anyway so hang in there we are working on it right now and it's going to be awesome completely awesome anybody who is out there who has listened to James Wedmore and Stu McLaren these are my sort of go-to gurus on things like membership sites and growing communities and these guys give absolutely everything to their communities. So I'm learning a lot from them. You know, the more they give to me, I'm thinking the more I can give to you guys. So if, if you're interested in them, I'm going to put James's and Stu's podcast information because those are the ones that I'm listening to right at this moment. So that's it for another week. I might just go out and enjoy the heat wave. I'm going to go out and tend to my victory garden which is uh, growing some very nice lettuce at the moment. So that's me for the rest of the afternoon. So I hope you've had a good time. I hope you've enjoyed listening. And, and as ever, you know, I'll see you again next week. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.